हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू द एम्पावर योर माइंड फॉर सक्सेस पॉडकास्ट अ पॉडकास्ट फॉर एनीवन हु वांट्स टू बिल्ड एन एंटरप्रेन्योरल माइंडसेट टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू हियर फ्रॉम अ गेस्ट स्पीकर अबाउट हर जर्नी हर स्टोरी एंड द लेसंस दैट शी हैज लर्न फ्रॉम लाइफ टू बिकम रेजिलिएंट right so we have a very special guest today on this podcast and i wanted to quickly introduce you to her she is going to be a new author and i wanted to uh discuss a little bit about uh, her book uh, and her background and uh, share with you you know her story uh, and maybe that will provide some inspiration to you of how to become resilient and overcome some of the challenges that you are facing in your life so with that uh, our special guest today is luba saharuk and luba welcome to this podcast thank you so much happy to be here great excellent so let me introduce luba to all of you so luba saharuk has always wanted to live a life worth living after coming to the us from lithuania in 1992 and graduating from brooklyn high school she was accepted into northeastern university where she earned an undergraduate degree in computer science and has worked in the IT industry for over 20 years her career led her to agile coaching professional facilitation leadership and digital transformations her passion for solving engineering and business problems steered her towards a master's degree in computer science from Worcester Polytechnic Institute of Technology MIT Sloan Executive Education and eventually to becoming a published author throughout her life Luba has always been teaching, mentoring and sharing her knowledge and expertise with others to inspire and empower. She has been interviewed by O'Reilly, appeared in various podcasts and facilitated hundreds of powerful workshops. A highly engaging and inspiring presenter, Luba has spoken on her career journey and various other topics at events such as She Geeks Out, Women in Technology, as well as Lunch and Learn programs and various other events all focused on inspiring attendees to self reflect on their own journeys and guide them towards that next step and all of you listeners you know all the ones that you are you're trying to become entrepreneurs you are already entrepreneurs this is this story luba's story will be very inspiring for you guys because she talks about her new book uh, life worth living and her story of how she overcame and became resilient so with luba luba with that what we will do quickly is why don't you talk a little bit about your background you know you know we introduced that you came here you know a long time ago 1992 but tell us how things transpired why did you move from lithuania to the us give us some background about yourself oh sure um so the the book itself is something that I didn't think I was going to be writing. It wasn't something that I thought I needed to do part of my transformation or to start a business. Uh, none of that. It started as part of healing. So the story is that I came in 92 and I don't want to give away too much because the the book is a memoir. It's a memoir um for the most part, but as I was writing it 
I realized that there's so much about our mindset in whatever we do, whether it's personal life or professional, that unless you have that open, healthy mindset and outlook on life, it's very difficult to move a needle on whatever, your personal transformation or digital transformation or, and so a lot of the stories that I shared, the way the book is structured is the first six chapters is all about my family. It's all about why we left and how we left and, and the hardships. And it talks about, it's a memoir. So it talks about my grandparents and World War II and just all this heartbreaking stories and painful moments and how they were resilient and how, because I was surrounded by many of those stories, some of the things that I went through personally, I was already in the place where, you know, I've, I've heard so much. And like, when you compare some of those horrible, horrible, like scary stories in comparison, whatever you're going through, it's like, well, you know, if my grandmother went through that, I can certainly handle this. And so story after story, as I was writing it, I, I realized that there was just so much that our life experiences shape us as human beings. And so when we, we bring that into our professional life, someone, when someone asked me um, a little while ago, how do I manage to keep so calm at work during a stressful situation? And I, I don't remember what I answered at that particular moment, but as I was writing this book, it's like, of course I keep calm because in comparison to everything else, you know, we're not dealing with life-threatening situations. You know, like I'm a digital transformation coach. I'm not a, a doctor. Like I don't save lives, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I then decided to take all of my life experiences and things that I write in the first six chapters, like finding courage and everything about that building resilience and being kind and you know going from blaming to healing and I and I applied it to the professional world so the last two chapters is all about how you take all those lessons and how are they applicable to our current situations in our professional lives excellent and um, you know I can see Luba while I'm doing this interview right now because we are doing it on zoom and you said calm I mean even after looking at you, you look calm as well. So I, I get a sense of calmness anyway by looking <laughs> at you, Luba. So I, I think that is your persona. And uh, that, that I'm glad is- glad I can have that effect on you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So once again, uh, the book is Life Worth Living from Lithuania to Boston, My Journey of Building Resilience by Luba Saharuk. And Luba, I'm looking at the picture uh, of your book, the front cover and the back cover. And I'm assuming that is the young Luba on the top left-hand corner. Yes, that is me. I am about 13 years old on that picture. So I left the, the story is, if you look at the bottom right picture, that is my father. Ah. So the reason for this book is when I left Lithuania at 14, due to different circumstances, that I do describe and, and ponder over uh, in the book is my dad stayed behind. So my father, who I love very, very much, stayed behind and so we were separated as a family. And for 28 years, I really lived, and I think a lot of, uh, you know, many immigrants can relate to that, uh, especially, you know, someone who has either still parents, uh, wherever they came from, 
So I lived in these two very different worlds and I would go visit all the time. And, and so my father, unfortunately, uh, passed away in December of 2019. And, and because it, it was just so, you know, for, for just think about it, for 28 years, you have this routine every single vacation, whatever limited days of vacation you have, you go and you visit your family. And on December 31st, that's when we had the funeral for him and we said goodbye. And it was just this weird mental, it was just so hard to absorb that this is it. Like there's no that side of life really anymore. And even though there's still, you know, friends, thankfully, and I talk about my friends in the book as well, and just those deep relationships and how important it is to, you know, have people um, close to you and just how grateful I am uh, for having them it was different. It's like, there's no more grandmother and there's no more dad. And so I was describing just everything that happened in 2019 and all just this, you know, just different events that happened and how I actively looked for something good that happened in 2019 because I got to the point where I started doubting my happy self because I am always happy and I'm always positive. And so when someone asked me in February, hey, how's it going? And like, I, I did my usual reply. Oh, I'm awesome. And then I, I, you know, I got home and it's like, really, am I? Because 2019 wasn't that great. And so I thought to myself, what can I do? let me just write down everything that happened. And so one of the chapters in the book, it's just month by month by month, all this stuff that just kept happening. And, and then I said, okay, but wasn't there anything good in 2019? And so I started just actively looking for, you know, like, let me just throw those punches back. Like life threw some punches at me. Let me just see. And I started writing down all the good that happened. And, and, and there was so much good in 2019. And, and so I describe how actively looking for the good helped me heal. And it's, it's just a different way of kind of looking at life. Like it's okay to actively look for the good when you get to the point where you don't think there is any. Very nice. And I think uh, you make a great point, Luba, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, your, your, your energy flows where your focus goes. So, you know, if you're looking for positive, you'll usually try, you will find positive. If you, if, if you are, if you are vibrating, if your body is vibrating at, at a, at a positive frequency and, and, and you are very positive, your energy abundance is going to attract that in your life. And I see you nodding. Uh, so obviously you believe in this stuff and you spoke about mindset earlier as well. Um, you know, so I think all these things kind of, uh, apply even to entrepreneurs. Um, and uh, I think that is why you are making great points. You, you also talk about your journey, right? I mean, one of your subtitles of the book is what is your journey? And you shared your journey, you, you became vulnerable with the entire world. And it's not easy to, to put your life uh, and, and, you know, expose your entire family, not just you, but your entire family mm -hmm. in good light, in a positive light, whatever it is, but still sharing that with the world is not easy. So what, um, what prompted you to start journaling your life and why did you decide to become an author? It's a very good question. So I uh, just described how uh, my writing in general um, has begun 
I actually had written some other stuff. I had written some blogs about digital transformations and, and those journeys. So, so writing in general, um, it, it was interesting to me when I, um, I, you know, when I took that course at MIT on AI and machine learning and I, and I wanted to share it with my you know, coworkers, just the journey, right? And, and some of the homeworks that we did. And so I've written some stuff, I've shared some stuff, I've written some blogs and I liked when I went back and I read it a year later and it's like, huh, I am actually learning myself from whatever I've written because we forget, right? something is fresh in our minds if we don't write it down it just it even if you have a very good memory which i don't think i do but but we forget and so what happened as part of 2019 which was also extremely painful is one not only my dad you know passed away and i kept thinking you know that's it like grandparents are gone you know my dad is gone those stories like we just we forget I would love to know what my dad was thinking, you know, 28 years ago when we left, you know? And so, and then a friend of mine got really sick. And then my daughter also got very sick. She was diagnosed um, with Hodgkin's lymphoma in March. So those life punches just kept coming, you know? And, and I, and I, when I was in Jimmy Fun and I looked at, you know, many sick kids and it's just in general, I was thinking, how do I know that I'm not going to be gone tomorrow? you know, or in a month and not to get, you know, into a very depressing, you know, thing here, but we just, we never know. So I was thinking, okay, what legacy am I going to just live? Like, will my children know what's happening with me? You know, and we didn't have as many pictures as kids have right now. And, and so I started searching for the pictures of my great parents and great grandparents. And so I discovered all these things and I thought, why don't I just write this book and I share the stories of my great parents and what they went through. I will share some of my pain points. So maybe they're not interested now. I don't know. They seem to be, but not so much. They still haven't read the book, um, even though I offered. But I imagine, you know, once they're 40, they might find it very interesting. And also, you know, as an immigrant in 1992, and I think many people will, will relate to that, you know, we came and we had nothing. We had absolutely nothing, right? And so I share stories about, and I I felt very um, fortunate that we actually did have relatives here who could help. But still, there are those moments when you're when you're walking and your feet are wet and you don't have the twenty dollars to buy the shoes. It's something that with Amazon Prime, our kids know they will never find out, and I hope they never do. But it's part of that history. I really wanted them to understand truly where their parents came from. And my husband also came from St. Petersburg and it was the same thing. And so he shared his story as far as what he had to go through to come here. And I also included that in one of the uh, chapters just so that they have it, just so they have, it's supposed to be inspiring. And so, so part of me, it's like, yes, it's the legacy. It's a memoir, it's about my family. I wanted to leave it for my kids, but I also, at some point, I really wanted to make it more than that. And I thought, what else can I do in this book, you know, for the people that are not my relatives, that don't know me, but in general, want to have a more positive outlook on life. Are there people that are maybe going through certain things 
that might pick this book up and in some way, maybe even little tiny way, they will just get something out of it to help them. And so I really focused that book on kind of both, right? My kids, my family, but, but also make it a bit wider. Very nice. So obviously writing came a bit naturally to you and it was a good medium for you to express your feelings and your memories and, and share it with the world. And I think you made a very good point. Uh, you said uh, the intent of this writing this book was not only to capture some memories for your children and leave it as a legacy or an heirloom, uh, but also to inspire others. Um, why is, is there a story that you would like to share, Luba, from the book with, with, our, with our listeners today that may be inspiring, um, maybe gives them a flavor of what, what you mean? Sure. And one thing to add, you just said something that sparked this. I started this as a list of memories. I started writing just my memories. And guess what? It was so boring. I almost fell asleep while I was reading it. And so eventually I had to pivot and I had to only include the stories and organize it in the lessons learned uh, format. So yes, there was some painful moment, but what lesson did I actually extract from it? Because that is the, if, if you have something bad happening in your life and you dwell on it for too long and you don't extract any lessons from it, then it's really just, you're not, you're not moving on, right? And so, so that's why this book is actually organized. Each chapter, there are some lessons that I'm trying to extract for myself and share it with the audience. As far as a specific story, there are so many. There are so many. Um, all right, so I'll share one because there are just so many, it's hard to pick one. But I want to pick the one where I talk about how words matter, how words can be extremely impactful. And there's a story that I share and it's, my, my sister is also part of the story. And so the foreword for my book is actually written by my sister. And she mentions that particular story in the foreword as well, because it affected, it, that particular story affected me so much, obviously, right? I'm 42 and I'm still talking about it. And it happened very, very early on. Soft skills come naturally to me, right? That is my strength. Well, in the former Soviet Union, soft skills weren't as valuable as they are now. So my sister was always a, she's two and a half years older. She was always a straight A student. Uh, she was loved by all the teachers. And the way, the way the school was back then is you have a teacher. The teacher takes a class of 20 plus kids and that teacher teaches them for three uh, for three years and then once they graduate they uh, they get their next group and so I was that next group so my sister was with this teacher and the teacher just adored her uh, my sister is truly brilliant brilliant in everything she does always has been and very very smart you know math just just everything and so when that teacher, that teacher had certain expectations because she thought that she was getting, you know, the second Ella, Ella is my sister. 
And boy, was she disappointed because I was absolutely nothing like my sister. And so at some point she said this phrase, like looking at me and she kind of looked down because I was, you know, a tiny seven-year-old. And she said, you and your sister are like the sky and the earth. Hmm. And I write that story because it, it shattered my confidence that wasn't even there to begin with. It's not like I was so confident at seven, you know, that those words <laughs> wouldn't matter to me. Uh, but it mattered so much that I, to this day, I remember where she stood, where I stood, what she wore, like what she looked like. Just imagine, right? I was seven. And so I, at some point, I was like, well, I'm not good enough at anything, right? Because never did she come back and say, well, you know, you're not that great, you know, at math, but um, you're a great human or anything like there was no compliments, right? And it's not that compliments were just so popular in the former USSR in schools anyway. Um, but I just went on and on and I was always compared, you know, to my sister. And, and there was, um, in addition to that, you know, I talk about our parents because they always told my sister how smart she is, like always, like, you're so smart, you're so smart, you're so smart. And to me, they always said, oh, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, right? And, and, and it took us like years and like writing this book, we talked a lot about it because like we're both average looking, you know, and like, I'm not dumb, like we're okay, right? But without any intention to hurt us, I always felt like I was the, I was so dumb and she always felt like she was very ugly. And you'll see pictures in the book as well. She's gorgeous, right? So the, the and, and, and so the point is that even with the best intentions or without having any bad intentions, you can really damage the kids, you know, psychology and it affects us. It affects us. It affected me when I, uh, when I wanted to study computer science and I was like, I don't know, well, I'll take a chance, but you know, those physics classes, it's another story that I write about is I was dreading them. It's like, I don't think I'm smart enough for that physics, you know, but I took it, but I took it and I was fine. And so that there's another lesson, just, you know, embrace it, embrace it. It's a fascinating story actually, you know, and, and there's a lot of things that you have said uh, over the previous few answers as well, right? I mean, you, you came here as an immigrant. Um, uh, I came here as an immigrant as well. You're talking about, uh, you know, your uh, yourself and, and your sister. I have two daughters uh, as well. And, uh, you know, I can I can relate to some of it. I, I, I was I was the older sibling in, in my family. So, you know, I can uh, kind of think back, you know, with my younger brother, what could the situation might have been? Um, but because we went to the same school, my wife is from the same school that I went to uh, in India. Um, so, you know, we know the teachers, you know, we know uh, how they taught and some of us have favorite teachers and all this. So, so very similar stories, Luba, it's very fascinating. The one thing that I wanted to ask you before I ask you the next question is, you mentioned about your daughter um, and she was diagnosed. Um, is she good now? Is she feeling well now? She is cancer free. Yes. Fantastic. That's great news. Congratulations. On the way to recovery. Yes. Congratulations Thanks. to you, your daughter, your family. I know it 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 has to be tough and uh, I think uh, you know you writing this book uh, is is a big inspiration to your to your children definitely. Um, and I think you'll be a big source of inspiration for not only your children but a lot of other people as well. And um, you know you you spoke about you were 7 
and uh, you know what the teacher said and how that might have impacted you and and your subconscious mind and you know we talk i talk a lot about the science behind mindset and and mind and subconscious mind and belief systems and uh, you know dr bruce lipton uh, one of the very popular cellular biolo- biologists in in the us talks about you know how children don't develop a conscious mind until they are like 7 8 9 years old and whatever is told to them directly enters a subconscious mind now by the way subconscious mind doesn't have a delete button no backspace button so whatever is told to you is what you believe and it becomes your belief system and and you only can make decisions based on your belief system because that's your decision making framework so i can completely relate to what you said about that and then you also said power of spoken word now power of spoken word is very important and i think luba's story is a clear indication to that so unless you are aware or build an awareness like luba did along the years later and corrected it uh there you will always be in that downward spiral or or you will be in that space where you'll not be able to come out from right so you have to be intentional when luba started writing her book started getting the memories out you know she became more aware and and now you know obviously she's an agile coach and she's teaching a lot of pe- lot of corporations and and people of how to get better uh, from a day to day perspective digital transformation perspective so i just wanted to connect the dots there luba for the audience because you make amazing points so that's great now we know you know why you wanted to be an author um, you know your story a little bit and why you're trying to inspire others and your personal struggle not only with yourself but with your children as well with your children's uh, with your daughter's uh, diagnosis of cancer And there are many lessons there, right? Because how do you cope? So when something like this happens, how do you cope? So writing this book was partially um, something that kept me sane, right? So when you when you watch your child in pain, and when you watch other kids that are even you know more sick than your own daughter, how you can either stress out. or or you can find what works for you so it can be writing it can be i talk about you know different ways like are you a musician like the people find their ways and so i even ask a question at the end of one of the chapters like what works for you like what is your coping mechanism because we have to channel it somewhere where not only it can keep you sane it can help you right it 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 can really make a difference between making you resilient or breaking you yeah and and i think the one thing that you implied there and i want to ensure our audience gets it luba is you said coping mechanism obviously but but what you're trying to say is you did not want to give control to external circumstances of deciding how you should feel you took control of that yourself and said look look I, this is how i am going to feel about this and this is how i'm going to cope with it you wrote some people would you know talk to others maybe listen to music whatever that is but i think uh, the point that you're making is don't give your circumstances the control over you you take charge and take control of your life which is very very important to entrepreneurs and and anybody out there uh, you know for for that matter but that's a very good point uh, luba and so- look and and look for the good even in the worst you know and when i actively looked for the good even in my daughter's diagnosis and the journey there were so many hugs there were so many kisses there were so many you know in-depth conversations and 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 hugs and like those moments you know inspirational like watching her being so strong and and inspiring her friends you know sharing her story and coming her friends down who felt sad you know like catching your kids saying to a friend 
it's okay. It's okay. I will live. Like I will survive through this. Like this is the treatable kind. So instead of crying herself and, and watching that, like those moments, you know, you just, you, there's always good in even the worst. Yeah. Your perspective, uh, your perspective decides, um, decides uh, how you end up living your life. Uh, so that's another great point, uh, Luba, you mentioned, you know, all these points that you're making, I, I'm getting memories of my other podcasts that have made some of these points and you are a living example of that. So it, it, it is it is fascinating. It's fascinating. So, um, you know, we know a little bit about your personal side, why you wrote the book. Tell us a little bit about what you do from a work perspective, Luba, for our audience. Sure. So, um, and you know, I know I'm all over the place, but I also just want to make sure because I said a phrase um, that, you know, there's always good, even in the worst, and that is actually not true. So in the book, I do write about, you know, the 9-11 and, and many different things where there's evil um, and there's, and you cannot find good and, and you feel helpless. And so I talk a lot about that as well. I just want to be sensitive because there are situations where it's you know extremely kind of sad and there's really nothing we can do um, except just feeding and spreading the kindness so that it maybe rubs off other people and there's less evil in the world so just wanted to get that out of the way as well Good point yeah yeah great so as far as the professional life um, i work for a consulting company and we go in as a team uh, to very large corporations and we help, we help companies transform. So it's all about digital transformation. It's all about um, you know, looking at how people work and, and what is the purpose? What is that vision, right? What is that mission? Um, identifying you know, areas for improvement and actually helping them get there. And I make the connection in the last two chapters. Uh, and the reason I really wanted to write that is because, you know, being in IT for over 20 years, and I've, you know, I've, I've been a developer, I, you know, I've, I've done many different things. And so I can, you know, I can relate to many roles within the IT corporation, that common language, you know, um, and even with AI, and, you know, when you talk about data scientists, even if, you're not doing the job itself. Like I've, I've done enough to be able to have conversations. And so I came to a conclusion that unless you really are open to change and that awareness, if you are aware and you can self-reflect and you have that mindset where you want to continuously improve, whether it's yourself, your leadership style or whatever that may be, un unless you focus on that, nothing else matters. Then you can have conversation for 10 hours and you can be sitting in those meetings and kind of maybe moving the pieces around. But if you truly want to make a change, right, mindset and that outlook is really what makes a difference between, you know, moving the pieces around. And I even say, you know, uh, in, at some point in the book, maybe it's in the conclusion, right? It makes a difference between just being uh, moving pieces around and truly making a difference and living a life worth living. Yeah. Living a life worth living, living a life with intention, with purpose. 
Yes. Um, and uh, you know, I I interviewed Doc. Uh, I interviewed Evan Carmichael um, in for my summit, and you know, for the entrepreneurial community, Evan Carmichael is a very big personality because he has the largest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, he started a business at the age nineteen and did fantastic for himself. And he talks about this purpose, Luba, and he talks about that your pain becomes your purpose. Mm-hmm. right and and i think in your case um you know it, there were not only just memories but i think there was there was pain for you because you separated from your dad the person that you loved a lot uh, for 28 years and that's not easy for anybody uh, you know and dads and daughters have an amazing relationship uh, usually so i think um, there, there there was something there in that as well i can i can sense that a little bit and obviously with your daughter's illness uh, now she's uh, doing very well that is great so i think you found your purpose and you know the title of your book is amazing life worth living and i think um, i think when when this book comes out pretty soon uh, you know uh, the, the pe- people would love to read that book not only to learn a little bit more about you but also to see how they can apply some of those lessons i also wanted to mention luba that you did an amazing thing uh, and i and that's how i think um, i think i came across you um was when you know you were trying to you you were pre-selling the copies of your books and donating all the proceeds to charity so talk a little bit about that as well uh, of why you did that and and what inspired you to do that you know there's a it's a very good question so obviously you know cancer research um it hit close uh and in one of the videos um when i was promoting the pre-selling, I said, you know, I consider myself as a pretty good human being. However, until it touches you very, very close to home, we tend to just live in our own happy bubble and, you know, kind of go on and 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 so forth. So obviously when it got um, very close to home, I wanted to make sure that I, I give back and I do something, right? Like when you feel help, well, like what can I do, right? The, the doctors are taking care of the chemo. They're taking care of my daughter's treatment, right? My daughter is handling it her own way. And so what is it that I can do? So writing the book and pre-selling and donating was something that I could do. But there's more than that. Because if we think about what makes you happy, right? It's a very, very popular question. What makes you happy? And I even have a section on that in the book as well. What makes me happy? is to do something good for somebody. And so giving back, right? There's that mental, right? If, if you, you, you can talk about the science behind it, right? But when you give, it makes you feel good and it makes you feel happy. So when I do that, that's my way of being happy, finding that purpose. And that's what makes my life a life worth living. So for me, <laughs> that's what does the trick for me. And so I encourage people in the book to think about, you know, what does it for you? What is it that makes you happy? Um, and, you know, there, you can donate directly. You can donate. I have so many friends who unfortunately were touched by this horrible disease, e- either directly or, you know, like close relatives. And so PMC, right, is extremely popular. People ride bikes. And, and, and so I supported everyone who who did that so there isn't really one single way like I am not a big biker (laughs) so when someone said hey you want to be on our team and and ride with us you know 100 miles I was like "Mm, I think I'd rather write a book (laughs) and so 
right? So it's not one particular thing, but it's just like find what works for you, you know? Yeah, giving back uh, is a big, big component, uh, you know, when it comes to businesses that are based on values. Uh, and that's what we talk about on this podcast about, you know, building value based businesses. And, you know, you talked about amazing, you know, what makes you happy is a, such a, a profound question. And uh, humans are designed to serve, you know, we are goal striving machines, and we are designed to serve. So you know, when we serve others, that makes us happy, it triggers the same neurons in 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 your brain when you serve others it trigger train same neurons in your brain when you eat food that is very tasty and you feel happy uh you know so you know uh, it's it's amazing uh serotonin right serotonin is a wonderful thing <laughs> absolutely absolutely and and you know the good the interesting thing is um Luba, all the points that you're making through uh the book that you have written and your personal experiences and you're not an entrepreneur right? You're a consultant uh, working for a company and doing providing services uh, to, to clients. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, still you're serving, right? Um, but but you but you, you are in, you are working in the corporate world, but the points that you're making are so applicable to the entrepreneurial world that it, it is like almost 100% fit. Uh, and I think these principles, these laws of the universe, um, apply to everybody the same way. Uh, if we can be aware, we can be intentional and live a life of purpose, live a life worth living, then I think all these things will come to us no matter what you do. Um, so yeah, these are great points, Luba. And I think I, I pretty much asked you all the questions. I want you to, I want to ask you one more thing. Um, you know, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with to know a little bit more about the book, maybe about you, maybe about feeling inspired in life, despite what's going on these days? in our world, especially 2020? 2020 is definitely a very tough year, you know, but we will get through, right? Look for the good. You know, we do tend to blame a lot. I haven't talked about that, but I talk about it in the book. And so just just look for the good. Um, you know, just think about blaming doesn't fix anything, mm-hmm. right? Calling each other names and like none of it does any good so just look for ways to communicate with each other where you can get to a certain outcome just think about what outcome do you want to achieve Mm -hmm. when we talk about the words right when you say something think about what is it that you want to achieve these are great points i think the first point i mean the most important point you made is you have to first think of the outcome i think luba the points that you're making i'm surprised you're not an entrepreneur your mindset is completely entrepreneurial uh, I think you'll be a great, uh, great fit for being an entrepreneur whenever you decide to do so. There is never an age or a time or a date to do it. Whenever you decide, you can be one because you have all the right qualities. And if we don't focus on outcomes, um, right? I mean, then what are we doing in life, right? I mean, if there is, if you're just living a life of mediocrity, five days, two days, going to work, coming back, uh, then there is not much left. It just can't be about you. We have been put on this planet Earth for a purpose to be fulfilled right? We are physical manifestations of someone's thought. And that someone is the, you know, the the God, you know, that super energy, whatever you believe in, right? We are a physical manifestation of a thought that the, 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 the grand overall designer had. Uh, and that is why we are here. So it is our duty, it is our obligation to find our purpose. 
and you cannot find it till you do not know what results you're trying to achieve luba so you made a great point i mean i the, the one thing uh, it's probably it's worth mentioning is right when we talk about when we talk about the purpose it's it's not easy for for some people to understand what that is so there are many people that are still on that journey uh, to find the purpose and in one of the chapters i talk about the fact that you know when two years ago my boss asked me what is it that i want to do i had no idea i am more of a kind of go with the flow here see, see where it takes me uh, type of a person and you know it's it's nice if you're able to think you know five years ahead and you can answer the question you know where you want to be in x uh, number of years it's great like that's wonderful but many people can't so one of the points that i make in the book is it's all about creating your journey have a conversation listen to podcasts read some books right so just take action that is what matters take action unless you take action right progress doesn't just happen on its own and so this is one of the points that i think i i, I want to uh, make as well if you want to you have to actively think about what that purpose could be um and just maybe small steps right just start do something do a little something learn from it and then do something more and eventually uh you'll get there but if you don't know what your purpose is right now it's fine that's okay too yeah yeah i mean some people don't find it some people find it very late and some people find it very early we all have our own journey so as long as you know we are moving forward and taking action that is the most important thing and that is one thing that we all talk about in in this entrepreneurial world taking action is one of the most important things uh, that you can do yes. to progress uh, so you Absolutely. made that point as well uh luba you have covered everything that uh, we wanted to talk about uh, you know we looking forward to your book the book once again is life worth living uh, going to be launched pretty soon hopefully um in the next few days uh, and uh, you know we'll all look forward to it and uh, we wish you the best luba uh, thank you for being part of this podcast and we really appreciate you spending your uh, friday evening with us thank you so much anish it was a pleasure All right so you heard that on uh, empower your mind for success podcast look out for the book life worth living by luba saharuk which will be coming out pretty soon If you found this podcast of value please share it with someone that you believe will benefit from listening to this Luba shared a lot of inspirational thoughts her stories she was vulnerable with us and i'm sure there are many women that you know would benefit from listening to luba's story not only women anybody who wants some inspiration some hope in their life this book life worth living is for them remember you have unlimited potential keep listening until next time take care